cormoran was masquerading as a innocent merchant vessel. The cormoran was a German warship during World War II. And uh, when it saw the Sydney coming over the horizon, it uh, headed the opposite direction, tried to go into the sun, tried to outrun it. And the Sydney, named after the Australian city, was a cruiser in the Royal Australian Navy. It was never going to be able to because it was, uh, wasn't as fast as Sydney was. And on the 19th of November, 1941, off the coast of Western Australia and heading south towards Fremantle, the Sydney engaged with the Corman, firing guns and launching torpedoes. But what the Cormoran had was the element of surprise. To cut a long story short, there was a battle. And both the HMAS Sydney and the German vessel, the Corman, sunk. Uh, there they lay for um, almost 70 years. And uh, 645 crew on uh, the Sydney all perished. All those 645 families were just launched into this unknown of knowing where their loved ones had gone and what had happened to them. You are listening to Seeking Sydney, where we answer your questions about your city. I am Miles Herbert. Today on the show, our listeners want to know what really happened to our city's warship namesake, the Royal Australian HMAS Sydney. Back in 1941, the Sydney was held in high regard. And when the public heard the Sydney was sunk in battle, the rumors were rampant. There's always conspiracy theories in every um, field, I guess. This is Dr. Andrew Woods. He is the hive manager at Curtin University. And all day he works predominantly in... What people often describe as being virtual reality. Andrew works with data to make virtual recreations of the Sydney, hoping to find out what happened that day off the coast of Australia. Days after the Sydney sank, conspiracy theories started from the very top. Senior naval officers proclaimed a French submarine was involved, and others were adamant that somehow all the crew members were being held as prisoners of war in Japan. The only first-hand accounts of the battle were from the German survivors, and most Australians did not accept their side of the story. The only time that we were able to um, ascertain whether what the Germans had been saying was correct was when the wrecks were discovered in 2008. So, Andrew got to work. So I've been working on this topic for about seven years now. Um, It started out with a a coffee conversation with a colleague. Collecting data, making virtual representations of the ship, and bringing the HMAS Sydney back to life. It it looks as though it's the real thing, as if you've drained the ocean and the items are sitting there on the seabed. And then depending upon which display system you're using, you can look at it from different angles. You can uh, walk up close to it, you can move further away, you can explore different sections. So um, it reveals all sorts of different aspects of it. So the site is really quite an amazing place. And now that we have an accurate depiction, and first-hand accounts of what really happened, we are able to piece together 
exactly how the battle between the Sydney and the Coromen unfolded way back in 1941. And uh, that ruled on the, uh, the evidence and uh, provided a official account of what would have happened and uh, basically the evidence on the seafloor agrees exactly with what the Germans had been saying. What is it like for you to be able to tell these stories to descendants and, and people who may have not had this knowledge and not had the ability to maybe mourn and process the loss of their family members? It is really quite touching to um, be um, working in this space and showing it to different people in a contemporary way, a modern way, and a very engaging way. Um, fundamentally, the stories are still the same, but uh, we're able to um, explore and uh, um, interpret them in, in new and interesting ways.